0: okay we're back with some more news so let's get into it all right our talk radio
1: live in 4k saga of the pentagon leaks a former u.s navy officer is reportedly under investigation by america's Justice Department, a 37-year-old who is also allegedly running pro-Russian social media accounts. Prince Tripoli files this report.
2: The United States Justice Department is now investigating a former U.S. Navy non-commissioned officer or NCO. Over the alleged distribution of classified documents by the Pentagon online, Sarah Bills, a 37-year-old former Navy aviation electronics technician, is believed to be behind the pro-Russian Donbass Devushka social media account. Various media outfits also reported that Bills allegedly helped distribute classified documents first released by Massachusetts Air Guards Guardsman Jack Tishera. She was also believed to be the person behind the popular pro-Russian account Donbas Divushka, or Donbas Girl, on Telegram, Twitter, and YouTube, among others. Initial reports said that the leaked documents spread on the internet by Tikshera went unnoticed until it was picked up by the social media account Donbas Divushka, who was a wider audience. Meanwhile, in an interview with the Wall Street Journal, Bill said that the leaked documents were posted by another admin of the Donbass Divushka and that she deleted them. Bill's in her Donbass Divushka Twitter account also said that as a former Navy officer, she is aware that the distribution of classified documents is a deferral offense, which is why she will not comment on Jack Teixeira's issues. The events prompted Bills to step away from social media for a while, saying that she would temporarily refrain from using the Donbas Divushka account and would first ensure the safety of her family from threats due to a false information allegedly being circulated by Twitter group NAFO that she claims as the cause of the distribution of the leaked Pentagon documents. Meanwhile, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin ordered a review of intelligence access and procedures due to the leak of documents. Reporting for Newsline World, this has been Prince Tripoli, SMN News. Okay. So,
0: guess you got more moles, okay, when it comes to this. Damn. let's see even this thumbnail looks like something out of call of duty truth is our most potent weapon ex-us navy technician behind pro-russian donbass devushka collective sarah bills the face of the pro-russian social media team that helped to spread leaked pentagon data speaks about her mission former u.s navy enlisted aviation electronics technician sarah bills was recently revealed to be behind the donbass devushka a team running several social media channels that was among the first to spread the recent pentagon leak the group publishes information and views on Ukraine conflict and geopolitic politics in general from a pro-Russian, anti-NATO, and anti kyiv perspective. In a written interview to the Russian Today, Bill shared her vision of Donbass davishkas mission, its strengths, and her concern for her own safety. Okay, RT interviewed her where the where the Pentagon leaks a one-off stroke of journalistic luck, or should we expect more inside information to be revealed by your team in the future? Sarah Bills, our commitment to journalistic integrity, and the protection of our sources prevents us from disclosing specific details about their identities. However, I can share that the information in question came to our attention via tip we received through our Telegram chat. Another image, <coughs> I'm sorry, another admin received images and posted them to the channel it's crucial to emphasize that no members of our team played a role in the initial leak in fact we are now discovering that leaks were occurring as far back as february 2022 we are periodically receive tips through our chat and we make all attempts to verify any information before disseminating it to the, our audience as for potential future-breaking news, our primary focus remains on uncovering and sharing the truth. RT, how did you come up with the name Donbas Tavushka? Okay, Sarah Bills. At Donbass Tavushka, our team is to bring a human touch to the ongoing conflict in Ukraine and to focus on the plight of the people in the Donbass region who have been bearing the brunt of unrelenting shelling and a devastating war since 2014. Wow. <sighs> That's... Whoa, 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 that's that's wow. <clears throat> by selecting this name, we aim to create an emblem that we would rally to support for the region and honor the resilience and courage displayed by the people of the Donbass in the face of adversity. Our channel name serves as a testament to our unwavering dedication to unveiling the truth behind the conflict and staunchly advocating. For the protection of human rights and the dignity of those who have been impacted by this tragic situation rt you told the wall street journal that the dumbass devishka is a team of 15 individuals how did this team come together sarah bills our team at the dumbass Tavishka came together quite organically mainly through the dynamic world of social media we discovered like-minded individuals on platforms such as twitter and has soon found ourselves drawn together by a shared vision and common purpose rt are the russian citizens on the team in light of the recent doxing campaign against me, I have become accurately aware of the importance of safeguarding the safety and security of my team members. When I am cautious about disclosing specific information about our team's composition, I can say that we have native Russian uh, Russians are in our ranks as well as diverse array of voices from around the globe. Our unique blend of perspectives and experiences allow us to maintain an inclusive and balanced approach to our reporting. Russia today and many of your team been to the Donbass and seen the events with their own eyes if so how did the experience affect the Donbass Devushka editorial policies while I do not wish to comment as to whether our core team at the Donbass Devushka has personally visited the region since the start of the SMOs special military operation we are fortunate to have our community members who have been at the Donbass and have witnessed the events there firsthand. Their experiences have profoundly touched us, providing a deeply humanizing perspective on the suffering endured by the people of the Donbass. The accounts have reinforced our commitment to accurately represent the entities on the ground and to ensure that our reporting is sensitive, empathetic, and informed. In terms of our editorial policies, the insights shared by these community members have not led to any major shifts. As our approach has always been guided by the perspectives of local voices. Nonetheless, their firsthand accounts have certainly strengthened our resolve and deepened our understanding of the complex situation of Donbass, enabling us to remain steadfast in our mission to raise awareness and advocate for those affected by the conflict. RT, how did your service in the US Navy affect your views on international politics? As, a whole, and the current conflict in Ukraine in particular. What are your personal views on the Ukraine conflict, Sarah Bills? My service in the US Navy has undoubtedly played a significant role in shaping my understanding of international politics and my perspective on conflicts around the world, including the situation in Ukraine. However, given the sensitive nature of my current location and the hostile environment towards dissenting opinions, I must exercise caution when expressing my personal views on the matter. As you are aware, I have already faced doxing and security threats as a result of my opinions and stance on this conflict, which left me feeling vulnerable. With that in mind, I would like to emphasize the importance of respecting diverse viewpoints, fostering an open dialogue, and promoting a safe space for everyone to share their thoughts without fear of retaliation. In Russia Today, after the Pentagon leaks, your Telegram channel has particularly saw a surge in subscribers. What's the situation on other social media? What are your plans for developing your channels? Sarah Bills, our recent surge in subscribers on our Telegram channel has been remarkable with about 10,000 new followers joining just in a few days. While some of our team members maintain a presence on Twitter, we have found that our community flourishes most on Instagram. This platform allows for more interactive and engaging experience, fostering a sense of camaraderie among our regular subscribers through the chat feature. Now I'm not gonna read any more. You could read that, you know, on russia today and you can find that out for yourself but hey i mean can you really be mad at this person not really i mean people are really seeing the unjust the injustice of this war aiding neo-nazis russia just wants you know wants this conflict to stop but you know zelensky has pushed it uh to Escalate to this point. Okay. That's what he has done. All right. So let's look at this uh, situation right here. Second. I'm going to talk about Epstein. We're back at it again with Epstein. All right. One second right here. Okay. Here we go. All right. Okay. All right. Here we are. let to see what Mr. Noam chauncey has to say Chomsky has to say about it too since he's visited the island numerous times. A lot of ugly stuff coming
3: out. ...who associated with Jeffrey Epstein years after he was convicted of sex crimes in 2008. CIA Director William Burns had three meetings scheduled with Epstein in 2014 when he was Deputy Secretary of State. A CIA spokesperson told the journal that the two men had, quote, no relationship. White House counsel for the Obama administration, Katherine Rumler, had dozens of meetings with Epstein in the years after her. Fair use, by the way, fair use. White House service, and before she became a top lawyer at Goldman Sachs Group Incorporated, she said she regrets ever knowing Epstein. Leon Botstein, the president of Bard College, invited Epstein, who brought a group of young female guests to the campus, he told the journal he was trying to elicit a donation from the disgraced financier. And then there's Noam Chomsky, the famed leftist. I don't believe that at all. I don't believe that at all. Gosh, this is getting uglier by the minute. Political activist and professor who is scheduled to fly with Epstein and to have dinner at Epstein's Manhattan townhouse in 2015. He maintains his relationship with Epstein is, quote, no one's business and that they discussed academia.
4: Director Eric Weinstein waited on the revelations on Twitter. The central question remains, was Jeffrey Epstein a construct of the intelligence community who, as state-sponsored predator, cannot be investigated by news media, cooperating with government for reasons of national security?
3: So that is obviously a theory that some people have had, that he's an intelligence um, asset. I mean, on some level, that's not even a theory because he has such pervasive uh Uh, contacts in the intelligence community and just among famous people. But I think some people have wondered whether he was effectively protected for a long time by the very apparatus of the state or something like that.
4: Right. I mean, my take is that rich white guys are going to hang out, elite Mm -hmm. white guys are going to hang out and they might do weird stuff. And we know Jeffrey Epstein was likely someone who's doing weird stuff. A lot of people, I think, are surprised about Noam Chomsky because they're like, this is our guy. How could he ever do anything? immoral, but Noam Chomsky is known for his critique of political systems, his critique of economic systems. And I think we can take someone's ideas in that regard and say, okay, he's made substantive contributions here. But maybe he's not a role model in terms of his personal life and who he keeps company with. He never wanted to be someone who was investigated for his private behaviors. And I think he's made that clear. And I think we can take those two things Mm. separately.
3: Uh, And I saw Aaron Maté talking about this on Twitter and saying that, you know, I mean, Chomsky is a very old man at this point, um, and he was actually more curious about the revolutions—the revelations that he was meeting with Ehud Barak. I don't know if I'm saying that right. He was an Israeli mm-hmm. um, leader, uh, but anyway. I wonder how the Wall Street Journal got this information. Additionally, this is really great reporting. I, I think this is honestly like more detail than we've gotten kind of in the past. Uh, people have been really hungering for more Epstein information. You know, why don't we know the full scope of people he met with? The full his the full scope of the client list. All of that. Now that this is you know information that he was meeting with a lot of people, and and as I was pointing out after the initial conviction for, for, or the, the initial quasi-incarceration or whatever his circumstance was for the sexual misconduct going back to the aughts. Mm-hmm. So why, you know, what is the excuse? I can understand, I guess, people having an excuse. You know, everybody deserves due process right. you know, before he's brought to justice, but then financial people, the gates, presidents of colleges still palling around with him in, you know, after he's done serving time for sexual misconduct with a minor.
4: Yeah, I think that's shocking. I think it's.
0: Yeah, that kind of reeks like you guys. He was supplying. You have some dirty. You you got some nasty dealings with this dude because all these famous people, you know, these people of high academia, people with reputations wouldn't even be caught near him okay if he was just an average person that just had some sort of connections to them the minute they hear he's had a a relations with a minor they disappear on him they treat him like the plague but you're still dealing with him after that
4: shocking that someone like noam chomsky would know his history and still show up i think it's shocking that someone like William Burns, uh, who's someone who's been kind of a darling of the elites. We love to take people who are pretty much state's career men and appoint them to positions. And that happened both on the right and the left, right? George W. Bush and Clinton, Obama and even Biden. Uh, And this is some
0: Biden's too much information on him being a pedophile too much
4: one who's so entrenched i think just in elite culture that these people are going to be in the same rooms having conversations are they power broking? are they doing business that should be public service and things we have access to like yeah sure should jeffrey epstein be involved is he getting information he shouldn't be maybe and it would be
3: almost impossible to imagine him and I, i don't know man that this this is just so freaking
0: uh this this nasty just so freaking nasty man and it's 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 ugly okay because it's just coming out there's a lot of people in power that are running things in this world you know that that are that that are pedos okay and it, it, it gets worse, man. It just gets insanely excuse me, sorry. It just gets worse as more information comes out. Okay. Okay. It it, it just does. Even this article right here, all right. Let me get her up. You know, hold on a second. Here it is, here it is. Yep, here we go. All right. Chelsea Clinton. It's time to allow young children to enjoy hardcore porn. Chelsea Clinton has declared that children should be encouraged to enjoy hardcore porn so that they can explore their sexuality and gender identity. Bill Clinton's daughter, who previously declared that a person with a beard and a a penis can absolutely be a woman, warning that banning sexually explicit books from schools is harmful. In its annual book censorship report, the American Library Association documented 1,269 challenges to more than 2,500 books in 2022, the highest number of attempted book bans since the association began tracking such efforts in 2001. It was a 75% jump from 2021, which held the previous record, NBC reported. Of the 13 books that made the LLA's list of most challenged books last year, seven titles included, including three of the top four were challenged for having LGBTQ content that association found. The outlet stated the gateway reports. Chelsea Clinton said porn books for children are a vital way for kids to learn about themselves. This is from her. This is a tweet from her profile. Over 50% of the attempted books bans last year involved books with LGBT plus characters and themes. Books are a vital way that children, adolescents and adults learn about themselves and our world. Bans such as these are nothing but harmful. Wow. This, this, this is sick. Okay. It's a tweet from Calvary Doc from Gender Queer. Anyone that thinks this is appropriate for a K-12 school library should have their hard drive searched for child pornography. Hasting kids have access to gender queer books with sexual graphic pictures. It comes down to exposing children to sexually explicit materials without parental knowledge or consent, said school board teacher Carrie Tate. All right here's a uh, a tweet from Chad Felix Green. The photo on the article your quoting features a book with explicit illustrations of sex acts, a book about incest, one a sex story about two 10-year-old boys, one about, man, one about wow, man-graping and isolating a 12-year-old girl, one about a teen girl who seduces a man who kidnaps her. This is sick. The I I can't believe this is what I'm reading. All right. But that's what we're dealing with, folks. That is what we're dealing with right here. All right. So now on to the madman of the hour, Justin Trudeau. Okay. And the way he's talking, it's like I'm getting Homelander vibes. That's what I'm getting. see about it. Hold on one second. Yep. Here we go.
5: Misinformation and disinformation is carrying people to believe things that are untrue and vaccinations is a perfect example of it. Any vaccine we distribute to Canadians will be safe for Canadians. You know, our people who've probably gotten very sick from vaccinations. To every vaccine that is improved uh, is safe for Canadians is uncompromising. Well, individuals are allowed to make their own choices. There may be all sorts of different reasons why someone is hesitant to get vaccinated. There's no more excuses to not get your shot. And therefore, while not forcing anyone to get vaccinated. Enforcement measures in place will make sure that everyone is vaccinated. I chose to make sure that all the incentives. Travelers across the country need to be fully vaccinated. People coming into the country need to be fully vaccinated. We're there. Don't get to work in the public service. Don't get to go to movie theaters or gyms or restaurants to encourage Canadians to get vaccinated. And that's exactly what they did. We got vaccinated to a higher level than just about any other of our peer countries causes was the lead- yeah
6: th- leading cause of death in alberta last year
0: yeah th- th- this guy's <laughs> this guy got homelander vibes <laughs> just that's what i'm saying man yeah you know some people they went through this and that but you know what who cares i mean some people got sick but you know it's, it's all right it's okay uh, madman, man. Madman. Insane, man. Just just
5: insane.
0: <laughs> oh boy. Justin Trudeau accuses of rewriting history by blaming by claiming he never forced anyone to get vaccinated. Twitter users accused Canada's leader of gaslighting with the claim. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau generated controversy for recently claiming that he never forced anyone in his country to get the immunization throughout the course of the pandemic yeah right you didn't take away all those truckers money right because they refused to get the jab in a clip shared on Twitter Trudeau
5: declared Monday my responsibility was to keep as many Canadians alive as possible
0: lies 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 Shoot. I'm just waiting for him to snap and say, I'm better than you. Come on, you should have trusted me. It's not my fault. Yeah. In a clip shared to Twitter, Trudeau declared Monday that he merely incentivized people to get the vaccine while not forcing them to do so. The clip generated a huge backlash online with users claiming that the leader's comments stand in contrast with his orders requiring vaccines for various groups of Canadians, including a mandate for all federal workers and federally regulated Canadian transport sectors. The Canadian government mandates for cross-border truck drivers were despised among some truck drivers that they orchestrated the Freedom Convoy, a protest of historic proportions in the nation's capital that spread throughout the country. Trudeau provided a sanitized sanitized retelling of how he implemented COVID-19 policies during a talk with German President Steinmeier at the University of Ottawa this week. In a clip of the talk, Trudeau defended his implementation of the vaccine, arguing that he followed scientists' advice that the vaccination was going to be the way through this. He also claimed he gave incentives on people to get immunized rather than force them to do so. And therefore, while not forcing anyone to get vaccinated, I chose to make sure all the incentives and all the protections were there to encourage Canadians to get vaccinated, he said. Earlier in the speech, the Canadian leader acknowledged that there were people who suffered side effects from the vaccine, but argued that the rate of harm was higher among the population to take the shot. Response to the claim, Chief Nerd posted a video of Trudeau from more than a year ago directly endorsing COVID vaccines. In that clip from February 2022, Trudeau said, I understand frustrations with mandates, but mandates are the way to avoid further frustrations or having to be restricted. Okay. (sighs)
2: It's
0: just this is just insane. Trudeau uses Blaster Trudeau for denying what he had done to Canadians during the pandemic. Canadian criminal lawyer David Unber tweeted, This man is a menace to society and a chief purveyor of misinformation and disinformation. Professor Evolutionary Behavioral Scientist and author Gad Saad tweeted, He is truly something else. Lawyer prominent conservative Hamlet Dillon replied, Lies. <laughs> oh gosh. Here's a tweet from Edward Dowd. The gaslighting here is epic, and all the folks who bought his Nonsense have been punked. Your dear leader now says he never forced anyone. Those of you who supported him have been effectively been abandoned. Hey, I mean, this is this is who he was. He was a madman. So many people suffered under him. Okay. And it's it's just sad. Businessman and author Edward Dowd torched the prime minister writing the gaslighting here is epic and all the folks who bought into this nonsense have been punked. Your are a deal heater. Oh, yeah, I read this already. Canadian trucker Tyler says the protest won't end until the mandates are lifted. And they got a right to protest, man. They got a right to protest. Okay. They really do. But there is more about Mr. Trudeau. That is very frightening. Okay, hold on one second. All right. Uh, Yep, here it is. For those of you who like alternative media, I really feel bad for you. I don't know how you're going to get your information in Canada now. I don't know how you're going to get it. Because, like I said, he is truly being like his father. Trudeau is definitely Castro's son. Trudeau online since the bill becomes law. Independent media now outlawed in Canada. Trudeau, the Trudeau regime has officially outlawed independent media in Canada meaning anybody who shares articles or posts online that are deemed false or by fact-checkers will be liable to arrest and a hefty prison sentence. Trudeau's Internet censorship legislation bill C-11 has now become a law after Canadian senators voted last week to pass the bill. The bill passed via a motion with 52 votes for 16 against and one abstentation. Okay. LiveSite News reports, Senator in the majority vote agreed to all of the House of Commons that will accept the version of the bill. The House passed last month. This means that the changes the Senate demanded to be made to the bill will not be included in the bill as the House rejected a vast majority of the proposed amendments. The now-passed motion put forth by Senator Mark Goud. Explains that the government bill C 11 would amend the Broadcasting Act to modify Canada's broadcasting policy, bring into the act online, undertaking that transmit content over the internet, and to change the Canadian Radio's Television and Telecommunications Commission regulatory powers, among many other things. In the upper chamber, senators appointed by Trudeau have spent the last few days shutting down further debate of the bill with the vote. Essentially accepted as it is. One conservative senator who voted against the bill blasted this passage as a sad day for Canada. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay. Here's what she says Senator Denise Batter, sad day in the Senate as after a lo- very long fight, Bill C 11 passes. Thank you to add Senator Sakos for your Spartan warrior battle against the terrible censorship bill. Now we need to elect. A CPC, Pierre Bolivier Government, as we will Repeal this bill in, antip- in anticipation Of the bill passing Conservative Party of Canada, CPC Leader Pierre Bolivier Boliv- Said that should be, he be Elected as Prime Minister, his government Would repeal the bill After having passed both the House and the Senate Bill c one received Royal assent on Thursday evening an official Officially became law Under the new law, it will now be up to the Canadian Radio, Television, and Telecommunications Commission, CRTC, to come up with the details on how the bill will be enforced, which critics have said could take years of back-and-forth debate. The bill itself has to face immense criticism for its implications on freedom of speech, to the point that even big tech giants YouTube and Apple, which both have a history of enacting their own forms of censorship on users, have previously urged that the Senate to stall the bill practice, Bill C 11 now mandates that the CRTC be in charge of regulating online content on platforms such as YouTube and Netflix to ensure that such platforms are promoting content in accordance with a variety of CRTC guidelines. Bill C 11 was initially introduced to the House of Commons by Rodriguez on February 2nd, 2022, and is just one of the many similar pieces of legislation introduced by Trudeau's Liberals since he took power in 2015. Last year, the Trudeau government decided to fast-track another content regulation bill, C-18, titled Online News Act, by rushing it through the House of Commons. This bill is also now before the Senate. (sighs) Canada is really becoming a fascist country. Okay. And it's... There's nothing you really could do try to get out of canada if you can if you can get out of canada okay here's some more A little news. okay International Pedophiles Day Activists unveil new flag And demand civil rights Yes, you've heard it International Pedophiles Day Far-left activists have Debuted a new flag to further push their For the normalization of pedophilia As they continue to push for civil rights For pedophiles According to the pro-pedophile movement, on April 25th is Alice Day, a special day for pedophiles to celebrate their God-given sexuality. The References to Lewis Carroll, the author of Alice in Wonderland, who is allegedly a pedophile himself. Wow. from gays against groomers. New pedo flag and orientation just dropped. Meet the Yap community, youth attracted to persons. According to them, they are oppressed. And you are a hateful, fascist, bigot if you oppose them. Normalization pedophilia was always the goal. They are next victim class. That's pretty much true. The alphabet community has always been about that. They're just hiding and waiting for that day. All right, here's another tweet from Gays Rumors. We've never heard of Alice before. Alice the Day Before turns out it's a day for pedophiles to celebrate their pedophilia. The references is to Lewis Carroll, the author of Alice in Wonderland, who was allegedly a pedophile himself. Moral's out tweets morning, April 25th, is Alice AKA international pedophiles days. Watch your kids and keep them safe. Also keep an eye out for those sickos wearing their symbols. The people's voice says, all right, this is sad, man. This is, this is so sick. Mainstream media and LGBT movement is pushing for acceptance for minor attracted persons, which is a new euphemism for pedophiles as they attempt to mainstream the victimization of children. An assistant professor at Old Dominion University is defending pedophiles, calling them their preferred euphemism and calling, and claiming that their behavior can be moral. And This is what Bill Gates has to say about it as he tweets. Minor attracted people deserve equal rights. That's what Bill Gates says. ODUC, this is Old Dominion University, assistant professor of sociology and criminal justice, Alan Walker, wrote his book, A Long Dark Shadow, Minor attractive people in their pursuit of dignity to promote pedophile acceptance. He explained the rationale behind his thoughts while taking questions in a recent live stream. Okay. But you know, this is a transformer man, okay, formerly a woman. I use the term minor attractive persons or math in the title throughout the book for multiple reasons. First of all, because I think it's important to use terminology for group that members of that group want others to use for them and maps have advocacy groups like before you act have advocated for the use of the term map they've advocated for it primarily because it's less stigmatized than other term like pedophile no they are pedophiles that's who they are they are scum pedophiles that's who they are that is who they are a lot of people, when they hear the term pedophile, they automatically assume that it means sex offender. That's not true. That's a lie. And it leads to a lot of misconceptions about attractions towards minors. I definitely heard the idea that you brought up, though the use of the term minor attractive person suggests that it's okay to be attracted to children, but use a term that communicates someone is attracted to doesn't indicate anything about the morality of that attraction he added other comments from the discussion make it abundantly clear that walker is defending pedophilia and trying to mainstream pedophiles into the lgbt community not offending maps by definition do not abuse children so their behaviors are moral but they're still being subjected to the same idea that they are bad people walker said similar against maps is a problem in part because it makes maps think they're monsters that's really problematic in the terms of the map well-being it's really hard to cope because you think You're a terrible person because you have attractions You can't change You know what, this this is just making it like They're the victim, they're not the victim The children are the victims Okay And that's what's going on They have to try and You know Downplay Their attractions to children They're evil And that's what they're trying to do and people who have sense are not going to let that happen. All right? But uh, let's talk about Sudan right now. Let's get into that.
5: Okay.
4: now says it's helping Americans evacuate Sudan and getting them away from the violence that's tearing the country apart. Two rival generals are in the midst of a power struggle which has turned the capital into a war zone. CBS 2's Bradley Blackburn has the latest
7: two weeks of fighting in sudan have turned its capital into a war zone while warring generals agreed on a ceasefire it hasn't stopped the violence smoke was seen rising over a neighborhood friday after eyewitnesses reported a heavy bombardment the violence has caused countries around the world to rush their citizens out some 16,000 u.s nationals live in sudan and the State Department says it is working urgently to help those who want to leave.
3: So far, fewer than 5,000 U.S. citizens have requested additional information from us. Of those, only a fraction have actively sought our assistance to depart Sudan.
7: The Navy's SEAL Team 6 helped airlift 90 people out of the U.S. Embassy last weekend, and international planes have been packed with evacuees, landing in France and Amman, Jordan. The U.K. is ending its evacuation flight Saturday after airlifting more than 1,500 people. Turkey says one of its evacuation planes was hit by gunfire with no injuries.
3: We cannot guarantee travelers safety, nor can we guarantee how long these departure options will be available.
7: For those remaining in the capital, food and gas are running out. and Hospitals don't have enough doctors or medicine. The U.N.'s refugee agency says tens of thousands have already fled Sudan. And many more are still struggling to get out.
5: Insane. Okay.
0: There's another one here Fair use.
6: This is madness. The numbers are overwhelming. People here from all over the world wanting to get out of Sudan as soon as possible, but struggling to find a sustainable way to do so. There have been many promises that haven't been fulfilled. There have been many ships that have come and gone, three Saudi vessels that have come and gone, and none of these people have managed to get on it for several reasons. Many of them are Sudanese. They don't have the foreign passport or residency in Saudi to get on that ship. But there are also people here who just haven't, who've just arrived, who haven't found the time to get the documents that they need. Here is a desk registering Yemenis to go to Saudi. The last second, the second evacuation vessel brought in 298 Yemenis alone. There are many other Yemenis that want to go to Saudi. You can see them fighting. You can just see the sheer chaos. And on everyone's face, there's a sense of... When is this going to end? We've left the hellhole, we've left Khartoum, and we're still stuck. We're still unable to find a way to safety. We've met people who are Syrian, who fled civil war to come to Sudan and now have found themselves in another war, fleeing another war. And there are also Sudanese people here who've left Khartoum. They're home for generations to find life in another part of the world. Sorry, would you like to speak, sir? It's okay. Where are you from?
1: I'm a Yemeni. citizen. You're from Yemeni? Yes. What What are
6: you What are you planning to do? What's your
1: We are We are in a very bad <coughs> situation here. We don't We don't really know what's the plan to do. We did We, we are in a poor situation for organization from our embassy. It's uh, not the real problem from the government of the Saudis counseling. But it's our problems. Our embassy uh, planning for that. We are serving here. Uh, on the very humidity, under the suns. The Sudanese people have been asked, thank you for them.
6: What but was it like in Khartoum?
1: In Khartoum, it's very bad. Like, I cannot even express that hard and harsh life to live. Me. I mean, that sounded, and that's um, what I can explain. It's a war. You know all about that.
6: And what were you hoping to find here? What brought you here?
1: I brought here to go back home. I don't need even to go to Saudis. I have my embassy my, as a Yemeni. I have that to look for me and take me as a really country.
6: So Saudi will accept you as a Yemeni? Yes,
1: accept me. Why can't
6: you get on a vessel?
1: I don't really know.
6: And it's a processing issue? Yes.
1: Yeah. It's a processing, a planning issue from our own position and our own, plan, uh, our own plan, OK. Yes. You,
6: sir, you're Yeah? Where are you from? I am from Yemen. Also?
1: I don't speak English, can uh, you speak
6: Arabic? Uh, just, it's an English channel, but I want to no. just ask this, sir, here. Yemen. Yemen. Yemen? All of these people are from no. Yemen, no. people from Syria, it's just unbelievable. It's people who have fled conflict and have found conflict again and and very little help. The humanitarian response is extremely delayed. The humanitarian groups, the agencies, NGOs, the UN have evacuated their staff and actually haven't created a sustainable framework for the people that they've left behind to either find their way out or to find relief or to get supplies. We still haven't heard of any convoys of humanitarian aid getting into Khartoum there is no humanitarian aid around. Have you guys Shuftu al ال- 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 UN هنا? Have you seen the UN? Has anyone seen the UN here? Hal Shuftu al umam al They've said none of them have seen the UN here. So people here are basically been made to believe that they have to get away from Sudan into safety by themselves and the, the-, the-
0: Messed up situation, man. Really a messed up situation. That stuck in it reminds me of Afghanistan when people were trying to leave, but they couldn't. Also, left some U.S. people there, too. U.S. citizens of Afghanistan. That was ugly. Sudan lab sees poses biohazard risk during lowland battles. March on April 25th. Fighting Sudan eased on Tuesday, and more foreigners and locals fled the capital of Khartoum, where marauding combatants created what a U.N. agency said was a high risk of bio, biological hazard by the seizing laboratory. By seizing a laboratory. The World Health Organization, the WHO, said one of the warring parties had taken control of a national health facility that stores measles and cholera pathogens for vaccinations and ejected technicians. It gave few details and did not say which of the two sides, the army or the paramilitary rapid support forces, had captured the lab, which also contains a major blood bank. An exodus of embassies and aid workers from Africa's third largest country has raised fears that civilians who remain will be in greater danger if an alternative to hostiles is not found. Where the shaky three-day truce ends on Thursday. The clashes have paralyzed hospitals and other essential services and left many people stranded in their homes with dwindling supplies of food and water. The WHO has reported 14 attacks on health facilities and relocating staff to safety. Yasser Amin, a leading figure in a civilian political coalition, the Forces for Freedom and Change urged humanitarian groups and the international community to help restore water and electricity and send generators to the hospitals. There are bodies scattered in the streets and sick people who cannot find medicine no water or electricity people should be allowed to bury their dead during the ceasefire he said the un humanitarian office said shortages of food, water medicines and fuels were becoming extremely acute prices for basic goods including bottled water are rocketing and it had been forced to cut back operations for safety reasons the u.n refugee agency forecasts that hundreds of thousands of people might flee into neighboring countries a foreign <clears throat> A foreign government has evacuated their nationals, those with nowhere to go. They felt forsaken. They fear fewer international observers may mean worse bloodshed to come, less respect for civilians. Why is the world abandoning us at a time of war? Said Tumi Yassin, 27, accusing foreign powers of being selfish. Sudanese people are afraid that they might be unethical practices in the war against civilians and using civilians as human shields, said a Qatar man who gave his name as Ahmed. There are our fears. These are our fears after the evacuation of expatriates, he said, with a nod to Sudan's long history of bloody civil wars. Since fighting erupted on April 15, tens of thousands have felt have left for neighboring Chad, Egypt, Ethiopia, and South Sudan, despite the uncertainty of conditions there. With civilians leaving in and cars or and buses, the streets of one of Africa's biggest urban areas were largely emptied. Of ordinary daily life, with those still in the city huddling at home while fighters roam outside. i can the more than 100 stayed inside a military plane as they wait to be processed by members of the Kenya Defense Forces upon their arrival at the Jomo Kenyatta International Airport in Nairobi, Kenya, April 25th Reuters Thomas The situation has become very dangerous, including in areas not under bombardment french journalist augustine Paselli, who has worked in sudan since 2020 said down a poor telephone line as she tried to cross the border into egypt there's nothing left in the stores no water no food people have started to go out um, armed with axes and sticks hundreds dead the fighting has Turned res- residential areas into battlefields. Airstrike and artillery shells have killed at least 459 people, wounded over 4,000, destroyed hospitals, and limited food distributions in the nation, already retali- re- reliant on aid for a third of its 46 million. In the country flanked the, Reds, the Red Sea, Horn of Africa, and Shale regions, the violence risks a catastrophic conflagration. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres said on Monday, "Foreign countries have airlifted embassy staff out of out of, out of <clears throat> staff after several attacks on diplomats, including the killing of an Egyptian attached shot on his way to work." Wow, Britain launched a large-scale evacuation of its nationals on military flights from an airlift north of Khartoum. France and Germany said they had each evacuated more than 500 people of various nationalities, that a French commando had been hit by crossfire during the operation. Many of these families used the relative lull as a chance to search for transport to get the places out of harm's way. Maybe the hardest moment is
5: thinking about leaving the country. Man
0: got to be kidding me. Hmm. Had to be got a little cut off there. All right. Talk about the migrant crossing now.
8: denied hundreds of migrants crossing daily on the rio grande officials say it's an indicator of what's to come ahead of the end of title 42 after COVID restrictions are lifted across the country here at the mexican border city of matamoros an encampment of primarily venezuelan and nicaraguan migrants prepares to cross the river they use inflatable mattresses Many, like this woman, with small children in tow. It's hard, but you have to try, she says. The rush accelerated by fear among migrants, with the Biden administration announcing stricter rules for entry as Title 42 is set to expire next month, a policy that since 2020 prevented migrants from getting into the at least 2.5 million times.
7: It's an approach focused on making migration more safe orderly and humane and advancing the interests of the American people.
8: Now the Biden administration is set to open migrant centers in Latin America with stiffer consequences for those who try to continue the journey illegally. With federal and local officials already stretched thin, Biden's domestic policy chief Susan Rice is announcing she will be stepping down next month. Rice had been key in advising the White House on immigration policy and tasked with creating a transition plan for when Title 42 would end. But along the border the crisis has already begun the opportunity center for the homeless in el paso at capacity and allowing hundreds of migrants to take shelter outside its facilities a department of homeland security official telling nbc news there's anxiety in the agency over current funding level duration the white house it needs over three billion from congress in order to have capacity for shelter processing and transport of migrants at the border all right guad joins us tonight from miami guad you have that shakeup with some of the immigration players in the white house and then the last time that news came out that title 42 was going to be lifted it led to a lot of misinformation that trickled down to those migrants as a result it caused a huge influx at the border how is it playing out this time around we're clearly seeing more people hit to the border now right, Tom, so the issue of misinformation has been affecting migrants for some time. Mexican border officials told me in the past that smugglers are key in spreading that misinformation, usually spinning it to always try to convince migrants to come to the U.S. border. Now, right now, a lot of these migrants are surging to the border because they believe that once Title 42 is lifted, it's going to be much more difficult to enter the U.S., which technically is is correct but the expectation is that even after title 42 is lifted information will make its way to the migrants perhaps from smugglers trying to convince them to come to the u.s and let them think that there's still a way to enter the country
0: that's the thing man i mean we got so many problems here in this country and you wanting more more of them to come through. I think Biden is just just doing this on purpose because he wants to try and and get get his re election. That's why he's having them here. There's also that that case of the missing eight thousand kids coming here. Uh just gonna be real, I think you know I think those kids were being trafficked already god knows what happened to them or we think it's just to bring down the country man. i really do think it's what that's what it is that is what it is when it comes to that all right. we're gonna have to end this a little early so tell me what you think in the comments section like share comment subscribe also on spotify check me out there for free all right like share comment subscribe later